Hello, Warriors. A warm welcome to this episode of Unchained Warrior Podcast. It's uh, uh, a, a huge um, uh, pleasure having you uh, listening to us today. Um, uh, today we have um, uh, Trevor Carter. Trevor is going to be joining us on this uh, very important uh, topic that we've called Getting on Stock. Trevor is also a podcaster, so I'll let him introduce himself. Over to you, Trevor. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to sharing uh, with you and your guests. Yes, I'm Trevor Carter. I'm a stress relief and emotional intelligent coach. And uh, my job is to work with professionals to help to reduce stress and improve their well-being. And uh, obviously it's an area I'm very, very passionate about because I went through some health crisis back in about eight years ago myself. And uh, it was about how to change and transform my life in terms of getting my life back and getting my health back and being more productive in the years to come. And obviously what I did there, it allowed me to see the opportunity that we can reverse any situation in our life if we have the right mindset to do it. And so, yeah, so that's me. That's great. Thank you so much uh, for, for that. That's 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 really um, that's really where we come from at uh, this uh, podcast. Because you know, so so many people believe that they're in a corner, they they can't move on, they they are struggling with one thing or the other, and uh, uh, some others believe that you know there is no hope, uh, which is really really terrible for anybody who is still alive. Uh, because when we when we have no hope. Uh, yeah. for the present, then there is nothing for us in the future. And that causes a lot of problems. So um, I, I would like us to uh, take a, um, a, a good look at this topic, you know, getting on stock, which is really where the story, the short story you just told uh, uh, is coming from, you know, finding yourself in a situation that's unexpected and um, believing that it's possible to navigate your way out of that situation. This is not something that's very easy for so many people. Uh, so for so many people that are listening now, that this will be their situation, especially with the pandemic that's just happened and that we're still in now, and with so many job losses, with so many relationships on the rocks, with so many other you know, family members that are in trouble, uh, calling on some of us to, to, to help them find a solution. Um, what's, what, was, uh, what was that point that you got to and uh, that, that what was that turning point uh, from where you found yourself, which is, you know, I'm now in a health crisis and uh, what, were, uh, what were the information that you gathered about that situation and, and how did you uh, get yourself to a point of believing that it's even possible to begin to uh, uh, come out of it? Okay, I'm going to go back a bit with my history of my health. It's going back about probably eight, nine years ago. Um, I was in, I had my wife and my son and I found out my wife was having a condition problem. I knew when she came from work, something wasn't quite right. So we took her to the hospital, did some checks and they explained the name of the condition, which I can't remember because it's a long medical name. But this allowed the person to not able to lift things, the bones were very weak, you run out of breath very easy, etc. etc. And I noticed that she would have stayed where she could not go back to work. And sometimes they were forcing us to go back to work, and I have to stand up and fight such in no way she's going back to work. I end up involving a caring capacity for my wife. That means cooking, washing, getting the clothes. At the time where she couldn't lift up her son because of the bones, she was very weak. 
and um, I had to take that full responsibility. So obviously she couldn't go back to work in that state. So I ended up in a caring capacity for her. And I did that for quite a long time and I couldn't go back to work and I had to apply for benefits. I got turned down for so many benefits. So the only income we had coming in was her pension. And that was the only income that was coming in. So I just looked at it and said, okay, I have to turn the situation around for the favor of not only for myself, but for my family. So I did that responsibility. And then not long ago, my mum had dementia and she was living about 20 miles from here. So I had to leave from here, track in the car, go down here, look after her. My dad passed away. So the memories of her was in the house. She couldn't get her out of the house and obviously caring for her as well with my rest of my family. So it was constantly 24-7 going up and down, getting in the car, going to my mum and coming back and looking after my wife. And then not long after that, my sister had a stroke. So I had to realise she was not too far from me. So I ended up looking after her as well. So I did that for about four years full time. And that's when I realised because of that mass responsibility, I got depressed. Now, the support for the care was very little at that time. Um, there was service, but it wasn't a lot of service to help me with areas like benefits. I would be able to get support by talking to somebody, etc. But when it comes to other responsibilities, that service wasn't there. So I had to take the bu bucket load of that responsibility. I ended up being depressed. So that was four years full time, in and out, in and out. What I realised was I had to stop myself and ask myself a question. Do I want to continue like this? That was my first question. That's when the light bulb came on. Because I looked at my wife, I looked at my son, and I said, if I go, what is in place for them? What can I do to help them if I've gone? So that's when I realized I have to turn the whole situation around. And what I did, I started to study about health. And I worked along with my sister, who used to work in the National Health Service years ago, 25 years. She left, she set up her own remedies and herbs and coaching business and we work together and I always bounce off her and bounce off me. So thanks to her, that allowed me to start going into remedies, alkaline water, organic food, essential oils. All that was part of my research. But the main key was reprogramming my mind. That was the main key. When I start to reprogram my mind, you don't realize when you start working on yourself, working on your mind, how much toxic was in our minds. When I start to do that, the whole of my environment changed. What do I mean by that? My health, my relationship, my attitude, and the value within myself. Life became a bit more open and transparent because I was working on myself, mainly my mindset. And people don't realize the mind is so powerful. You can reverse it. But if you're not being taught, it becomes like a, 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 a zombie trying to find its way around. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a horrible feeling to be, and I would not wish anybody to go through what I went through, especially when it comes to health crisis, mental health. And I was in that situation. It's almost impossible to come out of that box. But you do have to work on yourself to get out of that box. Why? Because nobody's going to help you do it. Absolutely. You have to do it yourself. So that's why it comes back to accountability. You are accountable and responsible for where you are. You can't keep blaming other people for your situation. That's making your situation worse. So I came out of the box. 
I transformed my mind. I worked on it constantly, started to take the health food, and guess what? I came out of my depression. Wow. Without any medication up to this day. Everything was natural. Everything I was doing was natural. Everything was in food also. Food is important because here's the thing. Certain food is not compatible to your hormones. So when you're eating food that you're not supposed to eat, it does affect your hormones. It does affect your health. It does affect the way you think. Why? Because the food is not compatible to that thoughts. So if, for example, if you're eating sugar, high level of sugar, biscuits, cakes, etc., or in pizza, etc., it will disturb the way you think. So I have to change my diet quickly because certain natural food feed the mind. Junk food does not feed the mind. Yeah, that is true. So that's how I begin to realize the food is compatible with the thoughts and your minds. So again, certain people who are emotional or they've had a bad day, what they do, they start eating sugary stuff. Yeah. When they're stressed, they start eating sugary stuff. Now, guess what happened? It's messing up your hormones. That's why your hormones are all over the place. That's why you can't sleep at night. That's why you're wondering what to do next. You, can't, you put down your keys, you can't even find your keys. Because why? It's affecting the way you think. Because the sugary food is actually high degree acid that's in the sugar, chemicals. Yeah. So again, all that changed my environment. And then guess what? I was able to take more control of my life and my health. And that's how I did it. Wow, that's that's amazing, Trevor. But loads of things, you know, um, uh, uh, the, the loads you were carrying then was just um, uh, too much for one person. And then coupled with that, you now had a, a period of uh, uh, feeling depressed and uh, uh, not not knowing where to where to go. I mean, it's not an experience that, that I've had before, but uh, based on what I've had from other people, it's a terrible state to be in. Um, a, a state of helplessness and hopelessness. Uh, so for, for, for someone to uh, get to a state where you thought about it and then you began to do something about it, that's, that's where most of us struggle with. Um, and, and one thing that came out very prominently in what you've uh, uh, spoken to us about now is, is, is the ability to own the problem. Uh, mm -hmm. That's where most of us, we don't we always have those fingers pointing out, you know, uh, at other people or at the situation or at the government or so many other things. And what I say to people is, uh, you know, no matter the amount of excuses you have, if you don't wake up and own the problem, uh, the problem will never change. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and you went into a state of um, uh, realization that you need growth. What you knew at that point wasn't sufficient. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and and that growth process is a painful one. Uh, going to research, find information, relying on other other people, and relying on you know your sister and other sources to get the information and trusting that information. Uh, it's that's 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 what growth takes. Uh, realizing that you don't know it all and reaching out for help. And when you get that help, it brings the transformation that you're talking about. You. You, you, your mind is changed from the state that it is seen uh, to a state that it isn't because um, you cannot, you cannot. There's one um, quote by uh, 
um, uh, by Einstein that says uh, you cannot use the same mindset that you used to, to uh, cause a problem to solve it. So that renewal of mind is something that is very crucial for uh, situations like this. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. And I'm really excited that, you know, you know we're not um, um, uh, telling stories about other people here, Trevor. You're telling us about your life, what the experience is. And that's what actually brings transformation to people. Uh, listening to people who have really gone through uh, a situation and how they turned it around is always uh, brilliant. So uh, there's a, a secret I didn't tell you before we started there, uh, Trevor, you're going to be the first person that I'm hosting in an interview format for my podcast. So <laughs> I, I'm really, really excited that uh, it, it's you because and some of the things that you are sharing, they are not popular uh, out there. So many people do not have that information and therefore a lot mm -hmm. of people are struggling. Mm -hmm. Regarding um, uh, the, the, the next uh, question I wanted to ask uh, Trevor is, when you talk about um, changing of your mind, uh, we all know that um, uh, the mind is the battleground for every person, you know, every battle happens there. It's just that so many of us are unaware that that is where it happens. When it comes for when it comes to transformation of your mind, what tools have you used to take yourself through that? Uh, I will ask you that before we go into the uh, the nutritional aspect, which uh, most people don't realize is, is medicine. It's even a better medicine than mm -hmm. uh, all the other medicines out there. Let's talk about uh, how you uh, approach that uh, transformation of the mind. Yes, I'm sure. Um, again, I'll just admit it's not an easy, easy journey if you've never been taught about how to overcome certain mindsets. And when you look at society, we've been programmed. Yeah. And we become accustomed to that program. So when you want to change, you struggle to find out what do I do next? Because that's the only way you know. So it's not an easy path. But what I would say is when I say to people, where is the real war that's going on in your life? It's not what's around you, it's what's in your mind. That's the first war you need to tackle. So if you're on a, if you're on a warfare attack, let's look at it from a military perspective. Military people do not think about the enemy. They think about your mindset. You have to get that protected, trained, organized before you can go on the battlefield. When you get that sorted out, you become more aware of the, the tactics of the enemy's move. So when you look at our personal life and what I was going through, a lot of the noise was in my mind. I can't do this. I can't do this. This is not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I ain't got time. I'm stressed out. That's what you have, the conscious and subconscious. The unconscious of the mindset is always saying it can't do it. And when it says that, we actually engage into that language. I can't do it. Yeah. The subconscious says, why? You can do it. There's possibilities. Have you ever tried? So there's a conflict between the subconscious and unconscious. But here's the thing. Which one are you engaging in? So I had to train my understanding of what I was thinking in the situation I, would, I didn't like, depression. I had to fight those subconsciousness of doubts, fears, rejection, not going to happen. I have to fight that myself. 
Then guess what happened? When that was corrected in line with my life, the whole environment around me literally changed. I was better. I was focused. I was more upfront. I could see what was wrong. I could see what's right. That means anything that comes in front of me, I automatically could weigh out whether it was right or wrong. Before, I couldn't. I just took it because somebody gave it me. But now I begin to question myself. So when I question, the more questions you ask yourself, the more you begin to realize, hey, that's not going to work, but this will. The thing about us, we need to start asking more questions to ourselves. W-H-Y. Why are you doing it? What will be the results if you do it? Because of pressure in society, we don't have time to reflect because of the stress. But guess what? You've got to find that time. Yeah. Nobody's going to pay you to find that time. But you pay, you get up in the morning, go to work. They're paying you for nine to five. So why can't you be committed to find time for yourself? So I have to find time to reflect, take time away, think, and also write things down that came to my mind. Why? And that's why I kept a diary under my bed for years, writing about myself, what I was going through. And they are the same exercises I use in my program, based on my personal experiences. The other thing is languages. What kind of languages are you speaking of yourself? You have to take control of that. If you thinking negative and speaking negative, guess what? You're going to be negative. If you're thinking positive and you speak positive in line with the positive thinking, things will start to change. Whatever you feed is what you become. So you have to be careful with the words that you use over yourself. So go back to growing up. Your mother and father said, oh, you're not going to be successful. You're never going to get married. We have to be sometimes be careful what words we speak over our children and over ourselves because it will psychologically affect you. If you're in a situation of hopelessness and you're depressed, don't look at it and say it can't be done. Start putting yourself in motion and start asking, yes, it can be done. I need to get it done. And you have to be consistent. You can't do it today and then tomorrow it's done. It won't work. You have to be consistent. Working on the brain is every day until you're ready to go. The brain, and guess what? We spend more time external correction than internal correction. Technically, we're supposed to be spending more time on our mind than the things around us. We get up in the morning, we have a wash, we have our breakfast, we put our clothes on. We spend so much time doing that, which is not wrong, but when it comes to the brain and the mind, we hardly put time into it. And I've never been in a car that I ain't got no petrol in yet. So I, don't, I don't know how the person's going to get there with no petrol in it. You have to work the internal of the car. Put the petrol in the car before the car can take you somewhere. It's the same with the brain. So we have to feed it with the right food, right language, and also, check this out, you have to change your environment. If you're in a home that you're not comfortable in, depressing you, change it. Change the colour of your wall. Put the plants in, in, plants are very good. Plants take out energy and stress. Change it into an environment that you feel at home, that you don't want to leave home. That when people come into your home, they can experience a warm atmosphere in that home. That helps you to get rid of depression. Can you imagine sitting in a room with all the box all over the place, plates all over the place, the carpet's not clean. It's going to make you feel depressed. Yeah. Yeah, so again, that's how we can do to change your mind. 
Thank you so much, Trevor. That's really, um, if, if anybody's not making notes now, I do not know. I am <laughs> one person, if you're not going to listen to this again, I am one person that's going to listen again to, uh, to lend it because there's so much in, in, in this. Um, uh, naturally, we want to see problems that's very large and impossible. Uh, but what Trevor is bringing to fore here is there are little things that we can change, um, little uh, changes that we can make in the way that we live our lives, in the way, in the place that we are, uh, which is uh, which is shocking. But you know, almost everybody experiences that when they are in an environment that's not good. But also taking hold of your day, making sure that uh, you are not on and off. You are consistent. He talks about consistency. Uh, around uh, the, the the mindset uh, change because it's a it's a process. It's not something that you do today. My mind is changed now. Uh, you know, like building a house. The house is built now. Uh, no, we now have to live in it. No, we have to continuously work on the renewal of our mind uh, to to make sure that we are sure of what is going in there, going on in there. Because that whatever is going on in there is going to power the results that we're going to get. If it's positive, it's going to positive results. If it's negative, it's going to be negative results. So thank mm -hmm. you so much, uh, uh, Trevor, for that. I'm just trying to um, make sure we can cover as much as possible. Are you able to take us through things around uh, nutrition? Because that's that seems to have played a very major role in the transformation that you've experienced. Are you able to take us through that just so, so that we, we understand, first of all, first of all, make us understand, help us understand the relationship between uh, healthy living and, and nutrition, and then how that specifically impacts uh, the state of the mind and things, uh, diseases, and, uh, you know, uh, whether it's uh, depression or other types of diseases, because I believe that it's not just a, a particular type. It's just the, the general well-being of every person depends on uh, on, on nutrition, but let's uh, let's take that process. Let's you know what's the relationship between general well-being and nutrition, and then uh, what sort of approach, uh, what sort of impact does certain food have on certain types of diseases and, and sicknesses, and and then we we'll take we we'll, we'll take the other questions. I have a few others that I'd like to ask in that. Uh, no problem. Uh, as I say, I'm not a nutrition coach, but I am going to share based on experience the importance of food, what has helped me and my family and other clients. Now, I've always, I have an old saying, the natural of the food, the quicker you heal. Food is designed to heal you, not to make you sick. So, can you have to ask yourself, what type of food are you eating that's making you feel grumpy, stressed? losing your mind, losing your emotions. It's to do with what you're eating as well as you're thinking. So we have to go back to basic things. When you look at the food planted in the ground, like for example, I've been to Africa, I've been to, I've seen so much organic food yeah. that as soon as you, for example, yam or cassava, yeah. what I noticed was when I started to eat it, I could feel the change in my body, the energy. It just shot through the roof. Yeah. That's just natural food from the earth, soil. Yeah. So that tells you, okay, what am I eating in the West? What, why is this food making me feel like this? Going back to what I said, the more you ask questions, WHY, 
the clearer you understand what you're doing to yourself. Technically, we're not supposed to put anything into our mouth. Why? Because the body is a temple. It's supposed to be clean, pure. If you want to live long, eat healthy. If you want to think long, eat healthy. So food has a certain, the food is adaptable to certain thoughts. So fresh water, organic food. The fresher the food is, the better the body will heal. So because of that experience, I begin to experiment certain remedies, herbs, essential oil, certain food. Why? Because it was changing my health. So when you compare now what you're buying, quick frozen food, microwaves, <laughs> and all these kind of food we're putting into our body, you have to ask yourself, why am I feeling like this? It means you have to change your diet. The other thing is, your body does speak to you. It has a language. It communicates with you. But here's the problem. It's when you don't listen to that body enough, you will miss out exactly what the body is telling you, and you, are, you start putting things into the body that the body said it don't want. You're violating your own body. So you start me in a war now of, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm getting so much scratches on my skin. I don't understand why so many bumps are coming on my skin. These are questions you need to, when you see things come to the surface health-wise, it, it's a alarm bell. It's a sign. So if you're eating something that's really toxic, full of chemicals in it, suddenly it starts scratching and you're getting and spots, it's a sign. Yeah. Hold on a minute, why am I getting spots? It's a sign, it's talking to you. What's going on? Something going internally. Yeah. That needs to be changed. It needs to change my diet, need to change the way I think, and then also need to change the way I speak about things. All three are adaptable. All three are related. Food, thoughts, and speak. They're all related. So, so food has a very certain way of, when you go abroad, like I went to Africa and everything, you begin to see the environment, the sun, vitamins, vitamin C. What does vitamin C do? It literally healing the food. You put the seed in the ground, the vitamin puts the vitamins in the seed, in the fruit, cassava, yam, green banana. All that is going inside the fruit, the vegetables. You put, here, here's the question now. You're putting all that in your body. What do you think is going to happen to your body? It's obviously healing. So why would you now take something and put chemicals to it? Why? So guess what? Your mood system starts to drop, your mood starts swinging, and your content also, when you're stressed, you're eating, but you're not eating. Somebody can eat a, a big box of uh, ice cream, like a, like a paint bucket, five yeah. liter paint bucket, yeah. and you're still eating and you're not full. Yes, yes. Why? Because your hormones and stress. And also I have to say, stress kills. Minor stress does kill. It causes high blood pressure, diabetes. It gives you a stiff neck. It gives you a headache. Stress, just minor stress, it kills. Never mind long-term health, minor. That goes back to how you eat and how you think. So, yeah. yes. No, absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Trevor. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, um, it's always good to hear uh, from the horse's mouth, especially 
uh, in areas like this that's not very popular uh, out there. Um, uh, most times we try and uh, listen to what uh, only what the what what we are warned off from by the media, warned off from by by the government or you know the, you hear the NHS. Uh, don't do this, do this, don't do this. We don't have uh, evidence that this happens, or we don't have evidence that that's, that's the, that, that is the case. But, you know, for all these researches, uh, there, there's need for funding for them, and they're not going to spend all their money trying to research such things. Uh, but we all, as individuals, we have responsibilities to uh, look into all these things, especially for some of us who are not feeling uh, the way that we intend to feel. The, the way we like feeling at our peak, because uh, sometimes uh, you feel that you are okay. But we all know when we are walking at that level of, um, of efficiency that, that serves us best. And so just being healthy and not having any of these things uh, may, not be, may not be seen as a problem to anybody listening or, or anybody that's walking on the streets. But uh, there's a certain type of food from what uh, Trevor is saying uh, uh, talking about that's going to lift you from where you are to where you are actually doing your best, uh, in, in your best mood, in your best uh, physical uh, state. Therefore, everything else around you, whether it's in your relationship, whether it's in your, in your job, whether it's in your business, whatever it is, you're able to go there and become highly, highly, highly efficient because all these things, uh, it, it's, it, all these things are adding to the foundation you need to build a better person, to build a better relationship, to build a better business. Uh, and uh, uh, even, even when you talk about, um, you find yourself leading a business or so, if your employees are not uh, aware of certain things, their performance will not uh, be, be high. That's why most of the very successful um, uh, uh, companies like Google, you find that they have a place where they get the employees to eat uh, they make the type of food that they want their employees to eat. In most cases, you find that to be, you know, freebies that they are sharing. But when you look into what they are sharing to their employees, you find that they have carefully selected the type of food that these guys are eating because right. they want them to produce at their highest, uh, uh, at their highest ability. So right. uh, as individuals, unfortunately, if we don't have information like this, golden nuggets that uh, we've been uh, fed with today by Trevor, it's hard for us to have any chance because what we do is we get sick, we don't think and ask ourselves, why are we sick? We run straight to the doctors and what does the doctor do? They go to the cupboard and write a prescription. And mm -hmm. you know, you start putting more poison uh, in some cases into your body that's not solving your problem, that is just to mask the, the symptoms. But how about looking at these options of looking at the type of things that go on in your mind, the type of things that you speak, the type of things that you put inside your body and get that right first and let that be the foundation. And when you've done all these things and you don't see any change, then you can uh, look for other solutions to help you. And this is not um, uh, trying to reduce the importance of the work of doctors, but we all as individuals, we have our personal responsibilities as mm -hmm. well to uh, make sure that we're doing our best to look after ourselves uh, so that we can perform more, perform better uh, and uh, live a happier life. Because, you know, uh, Trevor just said the, the, the slightest um, 
uh, stress causes headaches, causes high blood pressure, causes diabetes and all these other diseases. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, let's focus on the things that's going to keep us in good state of mind um, and in good uh, state of health based on the things that we speak and the things that we eat. All right, to wrap it up then, uh, Trevor, so we don't uh, take too much of your time. Um, are you able to give us some uh, specific examples? Let's say, you know, some of the listeners who are struggling with anxiety and stress, or, or some who are struggling with high blood pressure, or some who are struggling with imbalance in their stomach or whatever. Just speak a few of these and say, you know, when this is happening and what, these are the type of things that, these are the type of uh, food that has helped you in the past, but based on your research, these are the, uh, the ways, the places to look at if you're getting this type of, uh, or you find yourself in this type of situation or the other. Right, okay. Uh, personally, from my experience, to get to where I am now, being a stress relief and emotional intelligent coach, was to look at the results of the changes I've made in my life. What work could I do and what kind of thing can I do to help others? Yeah. So I ended up going into life coaching back in the days. I've been coaching for quite a while now. And I always had people saying to me, oh, you'd be very good talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, you'd be very good for counseling. But I never saw that, but they saw that in me growing up. And then it came to realize I started going into the public sector, community setting for 19, 20 years. I've worked in probation, I've worked in mental health, I've worked with youth, I've worked on the streets. That's when I begin to realize what I had was beneficial. But I want to do it for myself this time, not for anybody else, public sector. Yeah. So I left and set up my own coaching business. And that's when things begin to become more reality of giving somebody some understanding, the tools to fix their life. What would that do? Let's say somebody was stressed and they lost their job. In fact, I had a client actually who uh, was made, laid off. She was there for a number of years and it was quite a shock to get a news that no longer gonna be taking you on. And it was a permanent job. So it came to me and said to me, okay, I'm stuck. I got no income coming in. I don't wanna apply for any benefits, et cetera, and et cetera. So what I had to do, I had to put some tools in place to coach her to do three things that she desired. One, she wanted to set up her own coaching business for helping other women. Two, she wanted to bring her family together. So I put that program together and we started to work. Bear in mind, she had nothing coming in. She didn't know what going on. She applied for so many jobs, nothing was happening. So because of those tools that was in place, within, I would say five to six weeks, results start to change. Wow. She then got an offer for a job, similar to the job that she'd left, but part-time, which she wanted. That was number one. And it was an international company which allowed her to travel in Europe and around the country. Wow. And that was part-time. And you could work the hours that suits her. So that was perfect. The second thing is she was able to do her own podcasting radio station which he did temporary, but not heavily because we were working, suddenly internet, the, the, the connection started to grow. She got invitations from America, from other countries to ask her to come on the radio show because she wow. deals with children who are self-harmed. That's her passion. Wow. Guess what? The doors open for her. She had so many invitations to be on radio shows. And not only that, they wanted to network with her. 
So guess what happened? She then be able to set up her own coaching practice, which she does now, and she's getting paid for it. Wow, that's amazing. So now she's getting paid for it. She's doing what she's always wanted to do. The third thing is it brought her family together, which I never expected because I'm just a coach. I'm just coaching people. But yeah. guess what? It spilled out of it spilled out for the daughter and the mother to have closer relationship with the daughter for a long time. Yeah. So we have three scenarios in one person's life that all came together within six to seven weeks. Now then, does it? Can you tell when it's going to happen? No, I can't. It depends on the person. Some people get results in one week, two weeks, five weeks, six weeks. I can't predict that. Yeah. What I can do, I can work with them and start putting tools in place to help them get results. Now, guess what? Because that person got the results, the results are still coming in to this day. Unexpected results, unexpected invitation, unexpected networking, it's coming in. And she's constantly reminding me how many contacts are coming in. There was a radio station asked her to be on a radio station, 750,000 followers. Wow, wow. Every time I was coaching her, something else happened. Something else happened. Now she didn't coach no more because her eight weeks are done. But she's growing. She's got a family back. She's got a coaching business she's doing. She's putting tools in place. She's got a part-time job which allows her regular income coming in without having no income. Yeah. Plus, she's also doing volunteering work which opening doors for her there as well to work with her. Wow. So, again, stress, no work, home, in a flat, what do I do? Put the two together and what that did it reduced stress and that's what an example i can show you it can be done but here's the problem if you're an individual on this radio show always constantly thinking about what's not working guess what it's not going to work if you're worried about what's going on out there you're concerned which i am but if you're worried constantly worried about it you are actually planting a seed that's not going to grow in your life. So if you want a business and you're always negative and you're always worrying about, am I going to get the money? You're not going to get that business. If you want to go into a relationship and you've had one bad relationship, second bad relationship, and you don't think the third person going to come, it's going to be a bad relationship. You just created a bad relationship before you even met the person. Yeah. So in that terms, that's how things are happening for my clients and that's what I've been doing for years for myself so I call it the walk the talk experience obviously walk the talk experience it's not copied it's not got off anybody else it's based on what I've learned transformed into a tool a coaching program to help others and again I've got loads of more testimonies of certain clients up to this day so that's just an idea Yes, thank you very much, Trevor, for that. That's uh, uh, that's amazing. Coaching works best when we bring our uh, individual approach to it because uh, the way we assess things is different from the way others assess it. There is no one-size-fits-all uh, um, uh, solution to all the problems. And uh, if you know how to get results and you have the patience to go through, I mean, we're talking about not overnight, we're talking about seven, eight weeks, you know, uh, and, and, and that discipline to follow through what, um, what you have um, learned um, in that process or, or whatever tools have been put in place uh, to help you uh, to go through that. So that's, um, that's a really, really um, a great session that we've had. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Trevor, for this opportunity. 
I, I, I'm sure that the listeners will gain a lot of this, especially around getting on stock about things. We've, uh, we've, we've, we've actually gone deeper and talked about um, uh, how, to, uh, uh, how to pull things together, whether it's the things that you eat or the things that you speak or the things that you think in your mind and uh, talked about uh, certain solutions that uh, might help you. I know that this is not uh, this uh, episode, if we keep it going, it can last the whole day because there's a lot of really, really great uh, um, a conversation that we could have following up to what we have done, but we try and keep it short today. Um, so if you'd like um, uh, to get in touch with Trevor, I'll ask you Trevor to share some information so that our followers will uh, uh, find you online or by email. How does your coaching uh, program work? What's your website and so on so that uh, uh, the warriors, that's what I call all these guys listening, because they are warriors. It's just undiscovered in some cases, but when we realize and get ourselves equipped with tools and, you know, get ourselves involved with people like Trevor, then that warrior actually emerges and the world becomes a better place. So I'll give you the floor now, Trevor. How do we, how do our listeners uh, get in touch? Okay, website at the moment is under construction, but what I can give you two platforms is my LinkedIn, yeah. I'm heavily on LinkedIn, so you can get me on there under Trevor Jeremiah Carter, and the title will be Living Your Good Life. Okay. Living okay. Your Good Life. And that was no accident. That was actually accident. It was supposed to be best life. But I end up coming with good life because I, the question is, are you living your good life? Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I have a problem with apologies for cutting in there. And I have a problem yeah. with people talking about best because it, it seems to stop people. And if you leave people at good, then they continue to aim for best. Yeah, you know, yeah. So good is always a good place to start. Uh, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, definitely on LinkedIn. You can get me on there, Trevor Yeremai Carter. My email is info at livingyourgoodlife.co.uk. Or one word, info at livingyourgoodlife.co.uk. And what I will do, hopefully this week, I should have my main site ready i can pass you the link and you can okay. forward it on to anybody so yes definitely that's fine thank you so much Trevor. guys if you'd like to um get all this information that Trevor's just shared we're going to have that on the show notes uh, you can find that at uh, unchainedwarrior.com forward slash um one two zero i think this one is going to be episode one two zero so thank you so much Trevor, for joining us today we really appreciate your time and uh, we hope uh, that uh, we'll catch up again because we, have, we still have a lot of things to uh, discuss on this podcast. But uh, other than that, thank you very much, guys, for joining. Until the next episode, abundant blessings to you. All right, thank you.